1: can't there was so many things to talk about
2: that's how these things work
1: yeah oh. i i would actually think this
3: one was one of the more well-built shows thematically like yeah. how the stories blended in and how they all kind of lead to november 12th was something that i thought this show did better than some of the other shows
2: it's hmm. on in studios interesting yeah it's, it's just that's also where it was placed you know it's because it's mm-hmm. in between like that's the way that that's the purpose that it serves in a lot of yeah. ways. So I
3: yeah. think, yeah, that's, that's absolutely a good point because sometimes, you know, you're more, you're not necessarily building to the next show as much right. as you are just kind of accomplishing it. And then you have kind of the aftermath, but this one being strategically placed like that makes it so that it really does provide a stronger tie-in to mm-hmm. the with, I actually, I really liked.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree hundred percent. So,
3: but we can talk about it. welcome to another edition of the hashtag Miranda show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants herself, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales. Here, your host once again, for another episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on TheChairshot.com. chairshot.com. Always use your head. Yes, the Hashtag Miranda Show is proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find at TheChairshot.com. As well as... Oh.
1: Was- the chairshot.com
2: always use your head in the uh in, in the immortal words of mr fuji sometimes best rib no
3: rib at all mm. so wise so wise but he eat someone's dog right that's racist I thought that was the, that was the thing. <laughs> I thought he actually did do that. He
2: might That's have. Really I don't dog. know. It's not racist. Miranda loves dogs and Asians.
3: Yeah. It's okay. Yes, those are very money point. Very true. Uh, but I was also going to say that you can find us on your favorite podcasting streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Um, make sure you uh, subscribe, rate, and review so that way you get notified every time a new episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show drops as well as other shows from the ChairShot Radio Network. The voice that you heard, well, you know who it is. He is the co-host, the producer. He is the kingpin of the ChairShot.com. The king of shit takes. And if you didn't also know he's a wrestling promoter, the Reverend Greg DeMarco. Fucking nerd.
2: Could I also be ring announcer to the mid card or something like that? Like <laughs> <laughs> Yes,
3: ring announcer to the mid card. One timer. The one timer. The day one. Ish. Only one. Uh, we're gonna get to that in a little bit because there there is a story behind it. Just like everything, that there's always a story inside. Sometimes you don't know the story. Jokes. Sometimes
2: story doesn't get told, but there's usually a story.
3: Yeah, that's true. Uh, but on this week's episode, we are going to be reviewing what happened at IZW Impact Zone Wrestling Cool Town Clash Two that was held at the Coolidge Youth Center in Coolidge, Arizona, this past. Saturday, September 24th, presented by 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles. Uh, An amazing time in Coolidge. Uh, What a wonderful crowd. And if you missed it, well, shame on you. But you're in luck because we are going to be recapping all of the matches and key moments that happened during Cool Town Clash 2 as we are on the road to Wanted Dead or Alive. Saturday, November 12th in Glendale, Arizona at the Horny Toad. We already talked about it a few weeks ago, but it's going to be a huge night for IZW. We are going to be crowning another brand new champion in IZW. Uh, You're still IZW Women's World Champion, Brent Thorne, will be defending her title there. Spoiler alert of what I'll be talking about next. Uh, and, of course, being headlined by the regulators, the team of... IZW World Heavyweight Champions, Magnificent, The Shade, and EJ Sparks versus the team of Final Destination, Charles Cassis, Evan Daniels, and Bryce Saturn in a steel cage match. So, so much to get into. Though before that, we're going to be talking about Old Town Clash Two coming up very shortly. Greg, really, before we get into the meat of all this, tell us a bit more about. IZW's return to Coolidge second time this year um, which was something that almost you know I know you weren't sure if that was actually going to happen so soon but you know the stars aligned and IZW was able to make our return back to Coolidge this year um, and you know be in in front of really an amazing lively like just I, would, I mean, it's hard to even describe like how enthralled they were by everything. Um, and again, this is not, you know, we had some of our IZW regulars there, but also just a lot of community members from uh, the city of Coolidge there. I mean, tell us a little bit about um, kind of coming back to Coolidge and uh, the, the outpouring of support that you've got not only from uh, the fans in attendance, but the community.
2: We had a lot. Of, I mean, we had school board support this time. We had a lot of different support and, and support and sponsorships and so much go so far in an event like this one, especially. Um, cause you just never know what's going to happen in terms of, of, you know, crowd size and things like that because it's a small community and it's, it can be a struggle at times. And, and a lot went on in that community, which, um, you know, just literally whatever week that kind of community has can affect. Who was able to come to, to the event that day. The boxing gym that worked with Robles Boxing and Fitness has been through a ton since the first Cooltown Clash event in April, um, with, with their owner and, and founder, Randy Robles going through tons of medical issues, which of course was, um, you know, his, his fight and inspiration was celebrated as part of Cooltown Clash too. The community had been through a ton of things with some, uh, negative events that took place in the community. This isn't even, I don't know if you know about this, um, there was a shooting in Coolidge that night, a block away from the event. I had
3: no idea. Yeah, I found out wow. the next
2: day. As we're leaving, there were cop cars everywhere flying by. We didn't know why, and I found out the next day there was a shooting a block away from from the venue. Um, this is the kind of community that needs events like this and just doesn't have them. And, and there's been, you know, unemployment's up a little bit in the area. So there's just a lot of things and a lot of factors that come into play. And and we're looking at a few different things for the future with the community and, and the community and the local government and all that are very big on us continuing to come out and provide these events and and um, maybe become a bigger part of them in the future. Like there's a lot. So yes, going back twice a year, still the plan. and And it just means a ton to go out to a community like that. And, and it's, it's, to me, it's like, okay, you know, if, if we can, if each like wrestling group, we continue to run your normal events, in your normal places, but then like pick a community to sort of adopt as their own and invest in and, and, and work with, like, I think that could go a long way for the state itself. You know, the, there's, you know, five or six promotions that run regularly that, that could do it. It's, it's, it's you're at that point you're doing those events for different reasons and um and that means a lot but i do think that if if people continue to do stuff like that like that could go a long way just in shaping the 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 state as a whole and and impacting those small communities you know if you want to run the successful shows you run them in bigger places right and that's just what you do you go where the people are but then there's the other fact of it there's there's that giving back aspect of it and Coolidge for us made sense for two reasons because that's where the Navajo warrior started his career 32 years ago and had his first match. That's also where um, Navajo warrior Morgan, where their daughter goes and trains boxing and all that. And that'll come up later, but uh, there's reasons why that's the one that we're with. But if everybody had one and I'm sure in every promotion, there's a connection to some small city mm-hmm. in Arizona, right? Um, I know there is. And, 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 you know, with slam use going to Winslow, like there's just things like that that just make sense. But if everybody did it, I think it just continues to make not the world a better place, but our portion of the world, a better place. And so that's what it's about. And, and you can do things on the business end to be smart and, and, and make the business end work, which is what we've done with the events like we do in Coolidge. Um, so regardless of, of, of how the things look that night, it, it still works from a financial sense. That's a big part of it as well. Um, but events like that are just so important and, and they will always yeah. be important to what we do in pro wrestling.
3: Oh, And, and I've shared a few stories about growing up in a small town, myself in Yuma, Arizona, um, and what it's like to grow up in a small town where you don't have a whole lot going on and how community events really bring people together and allow for families and kids and teens um to just have a place for a few hours to get away from it all and to to come together. And um, you know, I know that there was such a, a great crowd there. And some of their reactions to things are some of the the best um that I can even recall in recent history, you know. So I, I from someone who has that perspective growing up in a small town, but also seeing how Integral IZW has become in the Coolidge community is awesome, and I love that idea of you know yeah adopt a small town uh, where a wrestling promotion just kind of takes on a small Arizona town and makes it their own you know and or you know runs things there just because it's it's exactly that it's a way here in Arizona to yeah. uh, you know connect with audiences who may not really get the opportunity to come to bigger cities. Um, but also it really brings it back to the basics of wrestling is about having this, you know, authentic reaction and connection with a crowd. And you don't get any more authentic than when you come to a place you're not at very often.
2: Exactly. That, it just makes all the difference in the world. And, um, and, and just to see that and to know what those people go through, like, you also appreciate what you have yourself, Mm -hmm. like. I live in this beautiful neighborhood that, that, you know, people make fun of all the time. Like even the last time we were in Coolidge, I still remember, you know, Charlie being like, oh, Greg lives in this neighborhood. Like it's, it's, you just realize how, how lucky you are and fortunate you are. And, and, um, I was talking about this backstage before the event, um, with, well, with Navajo Warrior. and, and, and we talked about how, you know, like there are people in the world and in life who were literally dealt a shitty hand and it's like what do you do and 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 what do you you know in and, and and there's uh, and and we're as, as motivated driven people we're like go do this go do that whatever but like they don't even know that and sure. when they hear that it doesn't even register because of the life they have lived and so it's, it's it needs to be just more than that you got to go and you got to do something and, and that's what these events are about and um. Yeah, I, I just think there should be more of that that takes place. I didn't plan on even coming up with that idea. It just kind of came up as, as I was talking about it. But like that's what, you know, we're lucky to get to put on wrestling events. We're lucky to get to promote mm-hmm. events. We're lucky that they're profitable. We're lucky that they work from a business perspective, that the talent's so invested, that the fans are so invested. We need to give back. You know, they always say the business owes you nothing, and that's the truth. But like because we're so lucky on this one side, we got to give back on another side. And and to mm-hmm. me, that's what these are. Become about, and and that's why we're going to continue to do them no matter what. So,
3: yeah, I know you are all anxiously waiting uh, for us to review and give you the results for ICW Cool Town Clash. However, before we get to do that, Greg, you know what time it is? I do. But tell me anyway, Greg. It's it's time for you to wind it up. It is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirt today when you go to pro wrestling Tees.com forward slash the chair shot you are going to find a variety of t-shirts supporting izw impact zone wrestling and the chair that includes the izw pride photo or photo logo uh the izw arizona's best shirt uh the izw new world order and the new logo so many cool izw shirts along with Various ChairShot.com t-shirts like multiple Always Use Your Head shirts, the OG ChairShot logo, shot Worldwide, the Everybody Hates Greg shirt, and the Queen of Soft Style shirt all in one convenient, conveniently located place of ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot. T-shirts start off at $19.99, but hey, you can just spend a few extra dollars and customize your t-shirt. To get any of these t-shirts in soft style, so go ahead and treat yourself. Get yourself a IZW and Chairshot t-shirts today. You can go and rep IZW at IZW with your t-shirt. You can also rep the wherever you go. So go ahead and support both great entities by getting your t-shirts at ProWrestlingTeas.com forward slash the shot. That is ProWrestlingTeas com forward slash the chair shot.
0: War games. Of war, games. No. war games. War games. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code ChairShot to save 10%.
1: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done
3: so we start off cool town clash with a tag team match uh this was announced uh and you have on one side a very established tag team and on the other side a makeshift tag team uh with two competitors that was not sure how well they were going to get along because they're going to be facing each other at Wanted, Dead, or Alive on November 12th. We had the team of Dallas King and the Megabit Warrior MBW versus Jacob Austin Young and Graves. Now, if you remember what happened at Psycho Circus with Jacob Austin Young uh, defeating Charles Cassis, giving him his first loss, um, really using that as a, a big wave of momentum for himself um and graves being undefeated in izw um, when they both faced each other earlier this year went to a time limit draw uh jacob austin young challenged graves to another one-on-one match at wanted dead or alive but before they did that they had to team up uh, and face Dallas king and mbw who have been um you know competing in izw you know, for well over a year. Uh, Both are prospects and and trainees of the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center. So they're very familiar, especially with uh, the talent of Graves. Um, But also, you know, they are such a, a really core team that have grown up together and have trained together. So that, even though both Jacob Austin Young and Graves had much more of the experience on their side, uh, Dallas King and MBW had more of the cohesion on their side. And they actually even like each other uh, more than Jacob Austin Young and Graves. However, both Jacob Austin Young and Graves are incredibly talented. I mean, Jacob Austin Young is one of the most talented wrestlers in all of the West Coast. Um, so extremely smart and calm and level-headed. And we talked about that when we um, reviewed Cycle Circus. And Graves is insane. And his fear aggression will take him anywhere. And those two combined ended up getting just what they needed in order to get the win um, with Graves making NBW tap out via submission. Um, where there was some kind of uneasiness a little bit throughout the match um, between Jacob Austin Young and Graves. But they were able to make it work and get the win.
2: And the thing about those two is they're competitive. They are competitors, and their rivalry is rivalry is one of a competitive nature. Nobody's attacked anybody. Nobody has screwed anybody over, nothing like that. Like, they are are competitive, and um, Graves has beaten everybody that's been put in his way in IZW except Jacob Austin Young. They wrestled to a time limit draw the first time in Coolidge. And for Graves, he wants to erase that and, and get the win over Jacob Austin Young. For Jacob Austin Young— he, because he's the only person even take graves to a draw, he believes he can beat him. And, and, and of course, after beating Charles Cassius, who who had been previously unbeaten, he's got even that, like you said, more momentum, more confidence. So it all builds towards November 12th, but for them to go out there, um I didn't expect them to implode because of the fact that they're competitors and, and they wanted to really one up each other and prove, you know, who could, who could be the dominant one. And, and, that's what they're going to do. And and that's where they're at now. And now they're ready for November 12th where uh, we'll see. We'll see if Jacob well, Austin Young can and do
3: it. Again, like you said, I think that the winning to them is both to both of them are important. So they weren't going to implode to, you know, somehow let this win escape them. Um, because again, they have the experience and the skill on all levels to beat Dallas King and NBW. The one thing that, was a little bit more fragile was their teamwork, but they were able to put those differences aside long enough to, to get the win. However, you know, now that this is over, uh, all's fair in love and war between them two. So I am highly interested to see, you know, how this will continue to, to build up into November 12th and specifically how this match will go, because it truly is one where, you know, the, the, winner not take all because there's you know not necessarily anything in stake other than this this streak um but i do think that because they've gone to a time limit draw it is one where winning will mean a lot uh for whoever uh comes through so um that is to me is the very interesting thing between them, these two gentlemen and uh, the match that they have coming up on November 12th.
2: There's a belief that I have about wrestling that some will disagree with. And if they do, I don't care because you're wrong and I'm right. But I've often said I've maintained it on these podcasts. I maintain it behind the scenes as well. Many times in wrestling wins and losses don't matter. Mm-hmm. except when they matter, just like every other stake in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. It matters if you make it matter. And this is a situation we've created where above all else, wins and losses matter. These two individuals are fighting over wins and losses. Mm-hmm. This is this is the most, of all the different stories we're telling of all the different things we're doing in IZW, this is wrestling as a sport, is yeah. what this feud is, what this rivalry, can't even call it a feud, what this rivalry is, rivalry. wrestling yeah. as a
3: sport. Great. Our next match was also a tag team match, uh, however, of a different variety. We had the debut of Jin and Toxic, the team of Chris Nasty and Jin Savani, versus Aguila. And Morgan, Um, again, kind of this uh, difference of uh, established tag team versus more makeshift tag team. Uh, Chris Nasty and Jin Savani have been a very established tag team um, and even part of a trio, Better Off Dead, um, in the California area for quite some time and making their IZW debut, uh, you know, at, at Old Town Clash against a again a very skilled and talented Aguila, one of the best luchadors in the entire state, and Morgan, and someone that we've said is you know the women's ace of Arizona. If you are a women's wrestler in the state of Arizona, you gotta go through Morgan. So that is exactly what we saw in this, and also Morgan herself is very fearless in the ring, whether it's men or women that she's competing against, and that was very uh, adamant and very well. Seen in this match against Gin and Toxic. Um, you know, not Gin and Toxic, not so thrilled with the Arizona crowd. Uh, but I think ultimately too, they knew that they had something to prove with their IZW debut. Um, and through a very heartfelt match um, with, with some frustration as far as, you know, not necessarily keeping their eyes on the prize. Uh, the team of Morgan and Aguila won.
2: And pick, you know, and, and and for Morgan, again, wrestling and Coolidge is a big deal. It's close to her family, um, in more ways than one. And and so that level of motivation is just different. And you just fight different and 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 you push differently. And yeah, for 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 Gin and Toxic, for Chris Nasty and Jin Savani, it was, you know, derailed their plans from the beginning. And and they had some some different things in mind. They had some things they wanted to do, and now it's like where do you go from here and, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what do you do? And so it's very much, uh, yeah, it's already, uh, you know, things are already not going like they hadn't, like I had thought.
3: Up next, uh, one of the interesting things about full town clash, the first one is that we had our first bar boxing sparring exhibition at Cool town clash one. And this time we had not one, but two, boxing, sparring exhibitions, and partnership with Robles Boxing, um, which is, again, a very unique element in this show that we have elements and actual sparring matches as well as wrestling matches. And this one in particular, first one of the night, um, showcased uh the young women of the Robles Boxing Gym, but one that's very close to the community's heart and, of course, the IZW family's part because uh, we had Yasha Suarez facing Keely Islas, the daughter of the Navajo Warrior, and Morgan. And really how a lot of this got started was Keely beginning to train at uh, Robles Boxing and so having her very first exhibition on the IZW Card is truly a family affair. Um, And it was really exciting to see these two young ladies in their exhibition because uh, they hit hard. um, And this is really just the beginning for them. Um, But I remember specifically when asking Keely how she wanted to be announced in her her moniker, she um, came up with the legacy. And that is very fitting for her, um, knowing her family ties and knowing, um, not just in wrestling, but how, uh, now, you know, the Navajo warrior and uh, Morgan are competing in strongman competitions and wrestling um and so many other things and so i know that whatever she pursues she's going to be successful in um and that's more because of the spirit that she has from her family and the drive and the level of competitiveness um and just a outstanding uh, exhibition from these two
2: it was and i love the boxing exhibitions it's again Unique to Coolidge, unique to Cool Town Clash, and part of our relationship with Robles. But um, to be able to have it be, you know, the you know, Morgan's daughter, like that's just such a huge deal. And and so to mm-hmm. be able to have that and, and have that be a big part of it, like that's, you know, again ties everything in. Yeah,
3: we have another boxing sparring exhibition. We'll talk about a little bit later on, but before we do that. We have to go into to the first defense of the IZW Women's World Championship. Bryn Thorne, who won the Women's World Championship at Cycle Circus, in her very first title defense against one of the people she faced in the Cycle Circus match, and that's Lilith Bryn. Uh We, in a very similar tone that we talked about, Jacob uh, Austin Young and Graves, these two have faced each other to no contest. Uh, previously, and that's how they both ended up in the Monster Rumble. Uh, they've had some aggression towards each other for months. Um, even we saw some of that teased at Cycle Circus when Bryn Thorne came out to uh, interrupt Lilith as I was interviewing her at Cycle Circus. Um, you could see just really the, the tension there. I think that the tension between Bryn Thorne and Morgan ended up being the, the weighing out more, but, um, that visual was still always Lilith Grimm on the peripheral. Uh, and that came really to a head, um, at Cool Town Clash 2 where Bryn Thorne did face Lilith Grimm and we had action in and out of the ring, um, that we ended up seeing, you know, them fighting all over the place, uh, to the point where, the, the match was thrown out uh, to a no contest once again. And that was just the, you know, uh, referee Scott Johnson could not manage the chaos that was happening and had to throw the match out. So uh, still your IZW Women's World Champion Bryn Thorne. But this also still leaves a case for Lilith Grimm to to challenge Bryn Thorne again in the future um, because Bryn Thorne has not beaten Lilith Grimm. And I think that's exactly what Lilith Grimm's case uh, states um, to still, you know, be in this contendership for the women's world championship.
2: It's interesting because, you know, everybody's got that thorn in their side and, and for Bryn Thorne, it has become Lilith Grimm and yeah, they just picked right up where they left off in February and, and could not be stopped. And there was a chair thrown and Lilith ended up getting her hand busted open. And, and, you know, we don't, do blood in izw so when you see blood it, it's it's definitely not I'm even that was quote-unquote playing like it, it's it just happens it's part of the nature of the business but um yeah like i don't even know you know i know uh derek montia had in mind that we were going to have the first championship match it was going to be in cool great for the community the fans all that stuff and that plan backfired real quick um so yeah i don't know what the future holds for those two i don't know if they need to be kept apart or if they can be kept apart but uh we'll see We'll find out because it's definitely going to be, uh, be a thing.
3: Well, after that match, uh, Final Destination, the rest of Final Destination came out. Charles Cassis, Evan Daniels, Bryce Saturn, um, and well, really stopped the show. They, they wanted all of the attention on them and put a hard stop on the show uh, to talk with and really get their message across about um, their upcoming uh, match with, um, you know, the the regulators, but really focusing more on Bryce Saturn's opportunity later that night to face Magnificent for the World uh, Heavyweight Championship, which is really, you know, title-wise, the biggest match of, of Bryce's career. So very high expectations out there. There. Um, this later on brought out the regulators, uh, and that kind of led us into our next match, um, which was the tag team match of Final Destination, Evan Daniels, and Charles Cassis versus Deshade and EJ Sparks of the regulators being accompanied to the ring by Thugnificent. Now, also before that, um, no, not before that, sorry. After that, so uh, we we had the match between these two. Uh, talk about chaos! Again, when you have so many outside factors, literally between Final Destination and the regulators, it's hard for anyone to kind of keep track of what what is happening. And I think that ended up working more to the advantage of Final Destination than it did the regulators. Sugnificent really tried to be the equalizer for um, the regulators. Uh, but ultimately final destination one. Um, and afterwards, the magnificent, um, put a challenge specifically to Bryce Saturn, um, not for the, you know, we knew that they were going to be facing each other, but specifically challenging Bryce to come out alone for the world championship match to not have anyone from Final Destination out there with him, and Thugnificent was going to come out on his own uh, without the regulators. So Bryce Saturn agreed to it, and we would have a one-on-one, literally no, you know, no regulators, no Final Destination, just Thugnificent and Bryce Saturn one-on-one.
2: You know, it's, it's final destination has really had their way with everybody in IZW since being formed in August of last year. So over a year now. And, and the, the lasting image of them being formed is over the regulators and what they did at IZW Grand Prix back in August. But in this case, for them to be, you know, again victorious in Coolidge for the second straight time, um, they, they've not lost a match in Coolidge yet. And, and it's just continuing that we know that all six men are going to be battling in a cage in November. And, but it was also the opportunity of a lifetime for Bryce Saturn, which was really created by the ruse pulled by Evan Daniels at psycho circus. And, um and Thugnificent, I mean, he is not back down from anything. He was, you know, mm-hmm. attacked at psycho circus and, and, and down flat on the mat. And then his response was to slap Charles Cassis in the face, knowing that it was just going to lead to more punishment. He is, is, is fighting fire with fire at this point. He attacked Bryce Saturn at the ICW or at the uh, AWF training center. And, and, you know, he's not holding back whatsoever. And so for them, just, just these two groups fighting each other like they are. I mean, this was, you know, it's unpredictable what happens when these six are together, which is why the steel cage match is so necessary. But um, at this point, I mean, final destination is, is continuing to have the run they want to have, including over the regulators.
3: Yeah. Uh, and it really shows how they are approaching uh the roads leading to November twelfth. You know, final destination is not backing down, really taking center stage, making it very clear um, that they, well, plan to run Izw, and the regulators are really there trying to stop them at at every turn, um, and it, it makes a lot of sense that this is all leading to a steel cage match because it just can't be contained in, in one ring. And I think that match tag team match in particular was a perfect example of all the factors that end up in play anytime final destination and the regulators are in the same ring. So um, still, uh, you know, that's, that's another thing about the beauty of this show in particular Uh, we really did get to see more in depth that rivalry between these two teams and what is it all going to lead to uh, for November twelfth?
2: Yeah, and, and and it was the numbers game in the end because yeah, significant was there to neutralize Bryce Saturn, but that left Bryn Thorne, and, Thorn, mm-hmm. uh, and and that really did just kind of dispel the end for the regulators.
3: So we are going to be taking a little break before we get into the second half of our show. So, Greg, do me a favor and let's go ahead and pay some bills.
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechesshop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechesshop.com.
3: We are back with the second half of the show and we are running through IZW Cool Town Clash 2 that happened this past Saturday, September 24th at the Coolidge Youth Center in Coolidge, Arizona. We just went through the first half of the show. So if you missed it, go ahead, just rewind and go back to the beginning so you could know everything that happened on the first half of Cool Town Clash. But now we are getting to the second half of the show. And first off, we have our second boxing sparring exhibition match. This time we have the young men, uh, Connor Goad versus Junior Gonzalez. And these are standouts of the Robles Boxing uh, Center in Coolidge. Uh, This one too, a little bit more entertainment factor. It seemed like they were, you know, playing around a a little bit more, but also a bit more aggressive. Uh, So uh, again, just to be able to see the talent coming out of the Robles boxing gym is really a, a treat too, for the IZW fans in the community, because, you know, These uh, students could go on to really great things and great futures, you know, whatever they do. But I joke that these boxers could end up in, you know, pay-per-view one day. We may see them on ESPN. We may see them, you know, on on Sports Channel, Showtime. Uh, And you can say that you, you know, saw them and started uh, when they did their exhibition match at IZW and Coolidge.
2: Interesting thing about this one, and I don't know, I don't know what's public and what's not, so I'll, I'll keep it as benign as possible, but one of these two is headed towards their pro debut soon. So, Ooh. um, so it really is that, you know, you saw them when kind of a situation, but one of these two will be making a professional debut sooner rather than later, um, in terms of, you know, the coming, say, year. So yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting to see that. And again, what we get to be a part of with with these events like that is, is get to see, you know, see these things on display, and this was another example of it.
3: That leads us to our next, uh, and I wouldn't even say match. Eventually, it leads into a match, but... Uh, after this exhibition, we had the presentation of the Navajo Warrior Fighting Spirit Award, the very first one ever presented to Randy Robles uh, from the Robles Boxing Gym, and presented by um, really, you know, this the these you know leaders of IZW, with of course the Navajo Warrior Morgan and. Greg DeMarco himself uh, there to really share with the audience um, the story behind uh, the Navajo Warrior Fighting Spirit Award and really why Randy is so deserving of this award and how he came into the lives of the Navajo warrior and Morgan and Keeley um, and what he's meant to the community and what the boxing gym has been uh, meaning to the community and really just wanting to recognize all of his efforts and and work um, that has really brought people to, together. Greg, what was it like being involved in, um, you know, this award um and you know what you know can you describe to you a bit of, of randy's reaction and in, in getting uh, honored this way
2: randy it's important to know and, and and if you go find on social media his battles which started a short time after the first cool town clash event just hospital stay after hospital stay and and him and, and, and his wife, Julie, have a small child and, and they've, you know, it's just been struggle after struggle and and they own and run this this boxing gym. And it's the world of boxing that even brought Randy and, and Julie together years ago. So it's, uh, it's just been an ongoing struggle. Randy has good days and bad days, good weeks and tough weeks. And this was a difficult week for Randy to the point where it was possible that he wouldn't be able to be there for this and you wouldn't know it seeing him there like like the level of energy that was involved the level of energy that he had like this just like the community picked him up and was just an amazing opportunity for us to see that and to be a part of that um to bring him into the ring and and he you know he, he literally has to bring medical equipment with him in the ring to to even be able to do it like it's just ongoing for him and and who knows how and if and when that will end um, but the level of energy he had there that night for the boxers, for the wrestlers, for his portion of it is just so uplifting. And as, as I said at the end, and, and you know, we, we know going in, who's going to speak and in what order. And, and there's specific reasons why people speak at different times. As some people were like, yeah, I shouldn't go last. Cause I'll ramble. So Greg, you go last, that kind of thing. Um, just to see that we all have something right. And and we all have our things. And, that something can be big, can be small, can be medical condition that that hits you that you're trying to get over. Can be a disease that maybe you'll never get rid of. But it, how you treat that can help other people in dealing with their things. And Randy is such a source of inspiration for so many others. And so to be able to see him do that and 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 push through that is amazing. A source of inspiration for someone like me who who has has you know my stuff that I'm fighting. And so to to be a part of that. Um, it, it's to be one of the truly inspired people and to be there to do that like it's just an even bigger deal and, and then you know it wasn't this frail human being having to be helping to a ring like he was at the peak of his, his his you know time frame over the last few months on that night and we got to be a part of it which is just huge
3: oh it was Again, IZW is truly a family, and to again recognize people who help make that family better and stronger, and um, to see really Randy's eyes light up and just being there and being uh, honored with this award um, is again why being in this community is so amazing, and to truly um, be connected with. Things you know, it's easy to get caught up in just wrestling. But when you are intersecting and, and working with other communities, um, whether that's the actual community, whether it's other gym, you know, um, other other athletes, um, it's it's a wonderful wonderful thing. And so highly highly deserving uh, to Randy Robles um, being the very first recipient of the Navajo Warrior Fighting Spirit Award. Um, and it was a a really beautiful moment until Pete the Heat came out once again to interrupt another beautiful poignant moment. He has a radar apparently, um, being accompanied by Nico Maestro, which we saw him, uh, team with back at Psycho Circus and being joined by Chris Nasty uh, of Gin and Toxic, um, To the ring, really just running his silly, silly mouth, Um, upset that he was not placed in a match. Um, He was advertised but not placed in a match. So he really wanted to take this time to make sure and vocalize his displeasure by ruining such a very wonderful moment that had absolutely nothing to do with him redirecting all the attention to him um shortly after that though the navajo warrior was joined by friend boss hog marshall zinn um and it looked like we were about to, to have a match greg and this was actually something of, of your doing uh, you literally you know uh took the pencil in this moment and uh made the decision to put a match together on the spot
2: yeah, you know, it was one of those situations where, you know, Derek couldn't be there that evening, which is a known thing. And, you know, I happened to be in the ring and I happened to be the guy in charge of of things anyway, as you know, like you said, hold the pencil. And there we had, you know, the Navajo Warrior and Marshall's in and there we had Pete the Heat, Chris Nasty and Miko Maestro. And, you know, sometimes it's always good to have something up your sleeve. And, and if you know things are going to happen, and just so happened that with me, I had Trusty little note card and, you know, um, took advantage of the opportunity to maybe introduce my first match in 12 years, uh, over 12 years. So that was exciting to do. And uh, also had up my sleeve, you know, a tag team partner for uh, for the Navajo Warrior and Marshall Zinn in, you know, Robles' own Isaac Chavez, who made his pro wrestling debut at the first Cool Town Clash pulling up the upset victory over Gino Rivera. And now he got to come back out and be a part of it. And, you know, I took the opportunity to, to steal that for myself as well. And, and that was cool to get to do something I haven't done in, in 12 years and uh, and then brag about it afterwards to, to the actual ring announcer, who was Miranda Morales. But to get to do that and and have fun and create that match and create that moment. And it's so easy to do when you know you've got the ace up your sleeve and Isaac, who's going to come out. And, mm-hmm. and and so you're going to get that reaction. Um, the coolest thing about that, that I realized after the fact was that five of the six people who were in that match had never wrestled the last time I ring announced had not even made their professional wrestling debuts the last time that I was a ring. Wow. announcer. so, um, you know, in the course of 12 years, a lot has changed. Um, and 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 it and it was funny to hear things backstage. People were like, you know, they'd heard that I was a ring announcer and heard about me as a ring announcer, but never heard, including
3: me. me. As a I ring had announcer. never heard you ring announce.
2: And I think it was probably different this time than it was back then because my role is a little bit different, and you know, and 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 I don't, you know, when you're you're, you're I wasn't playing the role of a ring announcer, right? So I just had fun. And I just yeah. did did what I did. And so that's why I think it came off however well it came off. But it was just a blast to do it. I don't know if I'll ever get to do it again. I didn't know I was going to get to do it. It was an idea that we came up with earlier that evening um, You know, in a wrestling match. One of the, the hidden secrets about pro wrestling is not the moves, but it's what happens in between all the moves. And in an event, sometimes how you get from one thing to another yeah. is equally important as how you do that. And so trying to figure out, okay, how do we get from – this moment to the six man tag team match with Navajo warrior already being in the ring. How do we do this? How do we do this? How do we get there? How do we get there? How do we get Isaac out there as well? And so I remember being like, well, you know, we don't have a commissioner to make the match. I was like, what if, what if I introduced the match and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, got to be a ring announcer again for the first time in 12 years. And we were like, that makes perfect sense. We'll do that. And, And then it just rolled from there. And thankfully I had, you know, the master of note cards herself, Miranda Morales, you can put that add that to your list of nicknames, apparently. Yeah. The Master, the master of, of No cards. cards. Um But you know, to to help, you know, with the preparation for that. And and then it was just go time from there. And um And it was fun. It, it was fun to do and 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 fun to to be a part of. And then of course once that was over, that was it. I held the ropes over for Isaac, took my butt out of the ring and and let them do their magic. And, and again, you know, because of the people who were in there, that was another hot moment for the crowd and just a blast
3: to to see and be a part of. I think it was a collection of all these perfect timing and, and, and moments and opportunity, because I think that, again, it was one that brought in, you know, all of these different people really of different circumstances into the ring and in in your case, it actually made perfect sense for you to not only uh, do you know this matchmaking because you know the, there is this knowledge knowing that yes, there is a commissioner, but you are also a, the promoter as well. So you have you know a little little bit of uh some some power in this. And if you decide you wanted to ring announce any match, you could, and nobody would stop you. So, uh, but I think as well um, to be able to you know, really introduce this to, of course, ICW, but the Coolidge community as well. And I think for, again, for a lot of us, including myself, had never heard you ring announce live. So to be able to hear that and be like, oh, yeah, no, he's pretty good at that. Uh, you know, he he has a future. And that's literally the first thing I told, you know, you when I got, or when you got back to to the areas, you got a to bright, bright a bright future ahead if you could, you know, and if, uh, you wanted to go back into that world, you could easily go in and announce anywhere that you want.
2: Yeah, it was cool. It was a blast and, and I love being able to do it. And again, what those things, you know, Morgan, Michelle, as we all like to call her behind the scenes, that's no secret to everybody. She likes to use the word magic. And and it mm-hmm. is crazy how these things just come together. And and that is part of the magic that is IZW. We don't I don't like to force things. I really don't like to force things. And I think as a booker and a promoter and in, a, in an NDR level, a lot of times you wear that same hat of both of being a booker and a promoter. It's easy to try to force stuff. And one of the things that I think I do best is to see where it is, like, like to let it happen. And and you come up with a general framework and then you see how the things are going to flow and, and you kind of let what falls into place fall into place. And so it, you you don't, forced, you don't say you know I've got this one moment I've got to make happen and you force it in there. You look at the flow and you realize oh this there's this moment right here. What is it? And and I'm getting like all artsy fartsy and and you know like I don't usually do, but it's like what's this moment right here? And then you figure out what that moment is. Sometimes you scrap it because it's not really going to work. And other times it does. And sometimes it doesn't work at all and and, and it falls yeah. flat. And, and that's going to happen in this business too. But sometimes it's like oh this fits perfect and then it executes. And you're like, wow, that went better than expected. Or that was great. And that was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And that was just one of those, one of those things. And you just got to let them happen and not force them. Um, Cause when it's forced, I think most people will figure that out pretty easily. And, and you got to be smart enough to, to not force it. And, you know, like monster we've talked about before, like monster made sense for the time. I didn't want it to be a yearly event. We've had three of them. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. what happens. And, um, and that's kind of the same the same thing here and and it was just you know there it was it made sense it was right there we recognized it and and ran with it and, and let the magic let the magic happen but at the same time then the bell rang and mm-hmm. and that's you know a key phrase in the world of professional wrestling you hear a lot of times. Then the bell had to ring, and it just grew from there. It was a great match, and and Isaac continues to improve on what he can do in the ring. The same with Marshall, and so for Isaac and Marshall being there with the Navajo Warrior, who's got more experience than everybody else in the match combined, it's you know it shows, and and he's able to be that ring general. And and for a guy I'd like say, Rico, I
3: think Nav's experience is older than Isaac as a person, and. You know, several people, several in people
2: in that match so
3: in that match. Yeah. 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 So I think it's older experience than, than is older than some people who probably older. Than, yeah. Match. It's at
2: least older than, than it's probably older than Miko as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it just showed and, and for, for that match to go off the way it is, you know, all credit to him for, for what happened there, but also to all of them. Miko has just shown so much personality and, and he can work pete is pete and and pete and and one of the things that's very important to me is to use pete in ways that a he enjoys which he loves and b works within everything else and, and pete has is, is he gets it and, and it just really does show in in that way and, and chris nasty his second match of the night um as that was supposed to be mercury yaden who, who was unable to to come out due to a family commitment um he really shined through big time for me. Chris Nasty is is someone who had been wanting to come in to IZW when we were looking for the right places to do it, and and these of this event and they'll be you know with us moving forward was the perfect place to do it. And you have an expectation of what you know of somebody and what they're going to be able to do. When it's good and you expect good things, and then when they show up, what they deliver exceeds that expectation, and that's what. Chris Nasty did on this night. And and I was so impressed um of, of, you know, some of the major points I wanted to hit his performance this evening was one of them. And, and it turns into a, a Hey, this would be cool to have, or yeah, we would we, definitely like to give you to come out. And it, by the end of the night, it's more of a, this is a guy we're actually lucky to have. And, and we're very excited about, you know, having him in the future and what he can do and be as that veteran presence and, and what he can do in the ring. So, I'm excited about what he also has to offer moving forward and, and where they're at. Um, interestingly enough, if you look and, and read between the lines, so Chris Nasty and, and Jin Savani, uh, Jin and Toxic, losing to the Navajo Warrior's wife, then losing to the Navajo Warrior. I saw some stuff backstage that I know uh, will be released in the coming weeks. Um, they are not happy about that, and, and they were not pleased at all when they were leaving um, and, and I just don't really know what, what all that means. And, and, and they seem very motivated in a lot of different ways. And it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in November.
3: I mean, uh, the happy ending of the story is, uh, the team of the Navajo warrior marshals in and Isaac Chavez getting the win. Uh, and again, I mean, you know, I think just the experience of the Navajo Warrior, the strength of Marshall Zinn, my God, guys, incredibly strong. Um, and really, I mean. Charisma can take you so far, but taking Isaac Chavez pretty dang far already. Uh, but still a, a very strong uh striking uh arm. All those factors came in to get the win um on this six man tag. It'll be very interesting to see uh what, as Greg had alluded to, uh what may be next for Chris Nasty and Jin Savani. Uh of course. Pete the Heat and Miko Maestro. Apparently, uh, we will continue to see what you know. Segment, beautiful moment, interview. They interrupt. Uh, we'll just continue to wait and see all of that. That leads us to our main event for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship. The magnificent, your reigning and defending champion faced. Final Destination's own Bryce Saturn. Now, as we talked about earlier, the Magnificent laid out the challenge for Bryce Saturn to come out alone, which he did, uh, somewhat of a, a surprise, but Bryce was a man of his word in this case and came out alone. The Magnificent came out alone, but very shortly after, even before the bell rang, Bryce Saturn took advantage really of uh having some moments before the bell rang to utilize the IZW World Heavyweight Championship uh title as a weapon, which again, the bell didn't ring, so was fair game. I think that's again Bryce being the youngest member of, of Final Destination is also kind of uh the most educated because he's taken bits and pieces that he's learned from Charles, from Evan, from Bryn and utilize that. And really, like we said, the biggest title match of his career, you know, to go up against Bagnificent, magnificent who's been, you know, the reigning IZW champion now for hundreds of days, the longest reigning uh, one of the longest reigning or the longest reigning longest reigning
2: one, one of
3: one, one of, of the- yes one of the longest-reigning IZW champions. Um, and I have to admit, I mean, I recall back to Thugnificent's match against Evan Daniels at Cycle Circus being really one of my favorite matches of IZW of the entire year. And I feel now that may be replaced by Thugnificent and Bryce Saturn. Um, uh, just an amazing in-ring presence of both guys. I mean, Thugnificent, again, has been the fighting champion, um, but Bryce Saturn really gave a hundred and twenty percent. And something I noticed too is that he really utilized a lot of speed in between moves because he knew he had to capitalize on every single second he had the advantage. Um, uh, which was someone who's again very smart for someone who hasn't been um in wrestling for very long. And I think it's a you know, a sign of what he has learned from his trainers from his other members of Final Destination. Um and Thugnificent took Bryce Saturn seriously from the very first moment. Um, he was focused. He was, um, really present. Um, he was very aggressive, but I think there was also moments where Bryce surprised him with his skill um, and moves. So, um, that thing, I think that that was probably more of the unpredictable factor outside of eventually final destination, getting, coming out and getting involved um towards the end of the match again you know the agreement was for Bryce to come out alone but it wasn't for him to stay alone so final destination uh came out caused the distraction however the regulators EJ Sparks and DeShade were not far behind and this time the numbers game worked in favor of the regulators they were able to uh keep Charles and um Evan Daniels away from the ring long enough for Thugnificent uh, to hit that brain buster and pin Bryce Saturn for the win and become still your IZW world heavyweight champ.
2: 582 days is how long Thugnificent has held the IZW uh, world heavyweight championship. I
3: knew he was coming up to six or was around. Mm -hmm. Like I knew six was in the realm. I just didn't know if he had hit it yet or was close to it.
2: He has hell, Yeah, the the longest individual reign was 284 days, which he has surpassed. And the longest combined days was by the Hawaiian Lion, who he defeated in February, and and sent on a road to retirement at 540 days. So he now has both of of he has the longest reign and the longest uh, combined reigns of anybody. Uh, is is magnificent. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's the last three matches that he's had against um, EJ sparks in the Iron Man match against Evan Daniels at psycho circus. And now here, um, do rank up there as some of the matches he's put on. And, and you're right. Like this time, you know, regulators coming out, not to try to interfere in the match, but to prevent the interference, different motivation played out a very different way. Allowed Thugnificent to cleanly pick up the victory. They didn't help him win. They allowed him mm-hmm. to keep it one-on-one so he could win. Um, this match for me was, you know, I, I'm always running around at these events, and it's hard for me to see a whole lot of things that are going on. And I was able to watch pretty much this entire match. Um, and and to be able to sit back behind the production area and watch this match. This is uh, there's two folds to this, and, and I've had both of these conversations um on that night, and and they were very heartfelt moments for these individuals. Bryce Saturn is 20 years old, newly 20 years old. It wasn't that long ago that he turned 20 um, within the last like month or so. And, and he is performing at such a level that no other 20 year old that I've seen is. And um, of all the, the crop of, of new wrestlers out there, he is at or near the top in the ring. And, and he, I, I think he's at the top in terms of talking And cutting a promo. And if maybe there's a trainee or two who are better than him in the ring, he he surpasses them on the microphone. And, um, but the storytelling aspect of it in the ring is something that it's, it's really hard to teach. And it's just something that has to be learned with experience and the way, the, the level of stories he's able to tell, tell during a wrestling match at this age. And this level of experience is huge to be in the main event not in in you know not in tempe not in phoenix but to go out to coolidge be in the main event to hold the crowd the way they did and to perform the way they did that was um a performance that you don't expect from a 20 year old and and yeah. i know he's so thankful for the opportunities he's given and 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 you've heard this phrase before whenever anybody's thankful for an opportunity and you've said it and i always say the same thing too like these are not given opportunities these are earned opportunities it It's it, yes, I may have been the one to put it in place, but I put it in place for a person who deserves it and and you didn't get it because I gave it to you. I gave it to you because you earned't and you deserved it, and that's the way it was with Bryce Saturn, and he continues to do more and more and more um and and he's going to be a big part of things moving forward, and he just showed that on on that evening um and just such a huge moment i I know how proud those who train him and Charles Cassius and the others are. Um, and and I don't know what his original trainer knows about what he's doing now and, and, you know, gets to see or whatever, but he should be proud of, of what Bryce editor is doing on the flip side. You have Thugnificent, who is the longest reigning IZW champion in history, both combined and individual. And, you know, when I think back to February 20th, 2021, when he won that championship, he was a tag team wrestler. He was a member of a tag team who was put together to turn heel to turn the other guy heel and quickly realized, no, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> they're just too over his baby faces and keep him as baby faces. When he won the IZW heavyweight championship, he had not yet won a match in IZW. Um, so yeah, I mean, so yeah, bad booking on my part. Right. Um, but he has just since flourished and grown and flown and, Championship belts, you hear this all the time, especially, and you hear it from people like the Bruce Pritchards of the world. It is a prop. It is metal and leather. And it is a prop that's built just like a gimmick table or a chair that's supposed to give out a certain way or whatever it is. It is a gimmick prop that is, is, is built and modified for professional wrestling use. The meaning is given in the use. The meaning is given in, 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 in what's done with it. And he has made that championship, the most important championship in the state of Arizona, the most prestigious championship in the state of Arizona. And it's going to take a really long time for anybody or anything to surpass that. And he takes a lot of pride in that. And, and we didn't give it to him with the intention of breaking all these records, but we also didn't give it to him with, you know, you're going to hold it and lose it in this amount of time. We gave it to him and we're going to see how this goes. And we're going to run with it as long as we can. And here we are. Um, and, and he has grown tremendously as, as an individual, as a performer and to talk to him about that and how proud I am of him and how, what he meaning he has given to that physical championship that he's had in his possession for 582 days now. Um It's, I know what it means to him and I know how touched he is by all those opportunities. And I know, what life is like for a professional wrestler like him when they're not wrestling and and they want to be wrestling and then to go out there and to, to make the trip out to Coolidge and to do this. Um, it means all the world to him and just to see what he's done to see who he's become. uh, It's just, it's just absolutely amazing. And um, again, when we first got into this, when I first said, Hey, I got this idea. Uh, we're going to do this IZW thing again. And when I first told you that and others, um, no idea that we'd be talking about a city like Coolidge, that we'd be talking about mm-hmm. the development of an individual like, you know, Thugnificent. I didn't even know that a Bryce Saturn was a thing when we first started doing that. Like, oh, I don't even know if it was a thing yet. All of those things that, that came into place. It's just, uh, it's just part of the magic of it all. And, and it's, it's mind blowing sometimes when you step back and think about all the stuff that it's created and Thugnificent is to me, And and he deserves all the credit in the world for it. And the things that he's done in other places. And, you know, he recently revealed that he was the party ranger in party hard wrestling, which is a beloved character, um, there and, and a champion in party hard wrestling as well to me, him carrying this championship at this level for so long, I view it as a success story in, in Mm -hmm. IZW. And I know he does too. Um, and that's all the credit in the world to him and, and the work that he's put into it and, and the regulators working together and everybody working behind the scenes. Um, it's 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 a thing for him. It's a thing for all of us, and and I couldn't be more proud of both of them, what they accomplished that that night, and everything that's led up to lead up to to that to that night and time as well. Because it's not just something that happened in a day, and something that has built up over the course of of years, some more than others for for one of them, but uh, all led to that moment that day. So super proud moment for me, as the the guy behind it all.
3: Yeah, I again I think it's still another moment uh, that gets us to uh, Wanted Dead or Alive on November 12th, but it's also a moment in history um, for both Thugnificent and Bryce Saturn as they are in, you know, two somewhat parallel lanes, you know, two different trajectories um, with, you know, Thugnificent and really his establishment as um, again, you know, now, now the single longest reigning, combined reigning IZW World Heavyweight Champion, Bryce Atter, who's really on the cusp of big things. Um, and this, I'm sure, will not be his first big, uh, you know, world championship match in this promotion or any promotion. He will have more. Um, and just to see that happen for him, um, at Coolidge is such a, you know, it's just a moment that you'll, you'll remember in a, in a fantastic match. But again, you know, what a way to end Cool Town Clash 2 um, with truly still seeing, you know, what, what that tension, um, has between Final Destination and the regulators. Um, so that does it for our review of IZW Cool Town Clash. Again, we've been talking about it. Don't forget Saturday, November 12th at the horny toad in Glendale. Uh, IZW presents wanted, dead or alive tickets are available at IZWWrestling.com. You can follow IZW at IZW Wrestling AZ on all forms of social media. That way you get up to date information on Match announcements, talent announcements, and of course, tickets as well as ticket deals. IZW does a great job of uh, doing promotions and sales. And the only way you're going to know about that is if you follow IZW on social media.
2: And there's one right now, as a matter of fact, Ooh. that goes through this Friday. It just got released today at three o'clock. Today, as we're recording this Tuesday, uh, September 27th, 2022. Is the birthday of the current reigning ICW world heavyweight champion? Happy
3: Thug birthday,
1: champ!
2: And so, in honor of the birthday, we do have the the magnificent uh, birthday sale. You can get eight dollars off of VIP tickets, the ones that remain for uh, one a dead or alive right now. If you head on over uh, using that promo code THUG, we'll get you that or the link in in the social media post that's on our uh, on our social media right now in celebration of the champ's birthday. And his monumental reign. We do have uh, just the opportunity to celebrate Thugnificent by offering something great to our fans once again. So, you want to save some money on Front Row VIP at at One to Dead or Alive, now is the time to do it. Between now and the end of the day on Friday, um, it will be your opportunity to to save some bucks and and be there as part of it. VIP, by the way, of course, you get the Front Row seat. You get the bonus matches as revealed in that as well. Um, Much like they did at Psycho Circus. The Regulators, EJ Sparks and Thugnificent, will once again be in tag team action, and they will do so on the VIP portion. Their match will be announced here in the coming week, Um, what match they will have for the VIP portion. But they will be in action at Wanted Dead or Alive on the VIP. And the only way to see that is to purchase one of those front row VIP tickets. So get yours while you can. And right now, in honor of his birthday, you can save some money and do the same thing.
3: Again, at IZW Wrestling AZ on all forms of social media and izw IZWWrestling.com. Don't forget to pick up your IZW t shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. If you are unable to attend Wanted Dead or Alive, you can always buy a t shirt to rip IZW no matter where you are at. And make sure in general, go support your local independent wrestling promotions by following them on social media, buying their merch, uh, buying merch uh, of wrestlers who are part of those promotions, sharing it with a friend, buying a ticket for you and a friend. all those things you can do with IZW, if you don't know already. Um don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find me Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. You can find Greg at chair shot Greg on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and the chair shot at chair shot media on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Once again, don't forget to uh listen to this show and others from the chair Shot Radio Network on your favorite podcast streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and more, subscribe, rate, review and of course you can listen to this show and much much more at thechairshot.com
1: thechairshot.com
3: thechairshot.com always use your head that does it for us this week, we did it TheChairShot.com Always use your head. We the ones. We did it. Uh the ones. Yep.
2: Even Sammy. Ones. Yes, even Sammy.
3: Even he's the one now. Uh, make the sure honorary, you stay tuned. the honorary one. Honorary ooh, such, such a good story. Soul, That's a whole other shit. conversation for a whole other day. Such well, you know, shit. we're gonna be talking about it on this show very, very soon. So this
1: is make such sure good shit.
3: You stay tuned. We will be back with you for another episode next week. So, as always, from Greg Demarco. I'm Miranda Morales. And don't forget to always keep it all style. Listen,
0: list in. right list list list. a- of war games. War, war games. War, war games. War. War games.